0: looking for a way to make quick cash making cash with doordash is super easy guys i love driving around my town and now i can do that and get paid not to mention the sign up process was so easy download the doordash driver app today to get started
1: family it looks a little different for everyone for some it's mom and dad for others roommates who feel like family
2: You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Media
0: Network.
1: This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media,
2: Welcome back to The X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And now, because MSN Messenger and Skype have joined uh, hands in a corporate takeover, I might add, the new handle is XZone Radio TV and our website www.XZoneRadioTV.com. And don't forget Nation, You can always go to XZonePodcast.com and listen to the past 60 days of the Exon radio in show in case you've missed any of them. They're all there with our compliments. All right, sit down everybody. You're not going to believe the story that we're going to be talking about this hour. Imagine this, if you will, Nation. You experience strange ET contact and happenings your entire life. They begin to communicate through telepathy, leading you to cosmic spiritual truths regarding how thought create reality subject matter. They begin to reveal themselves in the physical in orbs of light plasma over Lake Erie. They even allow you to fill them. Let's take it a step further. Your footage goes viral, gaining worldwide attention. Your footage lands you on a prime TV show called UFO Hunters on the History Channel. On the episode, they decide to test your blood, and it revealed that you do not have normal human blood. A rare blood anomaly bloodline that the world's best military and civilian doctors are at a loss to explain. The host of the show, legendary UFO researcher Bill Burns, goes on to say... This is a quote, I've got a funny feeling that you're being recruited and there is a branch of the government that you're being recruited for, that somehow, some way, you are a hybrid between E.T. and humans. Joining me now to talk about his story, Michael Lee Hill. Michael, it's one heck of a story and I want to thank you so much for joining us to share your story with the Exxon Nation tonight.
4: Well, oh, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's
2: an honor. Michael, uh, you and I talked briefly off-air, and and I've got to say that you sound credible. You sound grounded. You sound as if what you're going to tell us tonight is nothing but the truth. Why do you think, Michael, these things are happening to you? Do you believe in your heart of hearts that you are a hybrid between an a, a human and an ET? Um
4: I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh you know a lot of a lot has unfolded and uh in a short amount of time um you know the the finding out of the not a normal human bloodline um that was in 2008 and <clears throat> It wasn't long after that where my first uh meeting happened with the Anunnaki and at that point in time I didn't even know what an Anunnaki was. Mm-hmm. There was no ancient aliens on TV, you know. That's what they announced themselves to me as and um so yeah, I know I know how crazy it sounds, but all I can tell you is it's it's, it's really happening mm-hmm. um and uh there's There's really, I think it's the biggest story of mankind unfolding right here before our eyes, and Lake Erie is going to be a big part of it.
2: Now, I live on the shores of Lake Ontario, and everyone in Canada and the U.S. around this area knows of the Great Lakes Triangle. It's 33 times larger than the Bermuda Triangle. It's on a direct line with the Bermuda Triangle on the True Magnetic North. More ships have been lost in the Great Lakes Triangle. More people have disappeared. More aircraft has have disappeared. More paranormal activity happens within the Great Lakes Triangle than its famed cousin, the Bermuda Triangle. Exonation. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with MichaelLeeHill.com. And I made a mistake. We are smaller, or is it larger? I'm going to check during the commercial break than the Bermuda Triangle. michaellehill.com is the website. We're talking about Lake Erie, ET Contact, and much more this hour here in the X Zone as we continue from our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Michael Lee Hill and I return on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
3: I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. Woke up this morning with light in my eyes And then realized it was still dark outside It was a light coming down from the sky I don't know who or why Must be those strangers that come every night Those saucer-shaped lights put people uptight blue-green footprints that blow in the dark. I hope they get home all right. Hey, Mr. Spaceman, won't you please take me along? I won't do anything wrong. Hey, Mr. Spaceman, won't you please take me along for a ride?
2: Welcome back, everyone. Um, Michael Lee Hill is our special guest. His website is michaelleehill.com. And, and, Michael, maybe you can take us to the beginning when all this started with you. Uh, I understand that you've had strange ET contact and happenings to you your entire life. When did it all start, Mike?
4: Well, early childhood, I remember um, getting getting visited by these beings, and to my mind as a child, I like I would ask my mom, why... Santa Claus's elves were coming to visit me. It mm-hmm. wasn't Christmas, you know. And um, these were never scary. And, um, and matter of fact, it seemed like they would be giving gifts to me as a child. I look forward to their visits when it happened. Um, strange things like that happened all during my childhood. And then, you know, in my 20s, I kind of went into the management thing and kind of, uh, you know, I just... Kind of lost focus of
3: mm-hmm. uh
4: other things, I guess, but um getting on later into my life is when uh actually due to a tragedy that happened in uh my past um it just made me hit a a wall mentally and I cried out for answers, and evidently something or someone heard me, you know. And um, that started this path of discovery of uh, the spiritual truths that we were talking about, which is, you know, thoughts create reality. Yeah. Quantum physics this is, you know, is backing us up mm-hmm. now that our consciousness is fundamental. You know, all this time we've been taught that what we think doesn't really matter, you know, as long as you don't put it out on someone else. And here it matters tremendously, you know. It's forming our reality. Um, I started to understand these things and... Uh, it gave me a lot of faith to follow my dreams instead of living in fear. And uh, that's when, uh, in earnest, these ships started showing up for real. Like, like, right, I live very close to Lake Erie, maybe two good rock throws from Lake Erie. And uh, this is going back into 2005 when the first ships actually started to appear. And me and my bass player, I'm a musician, um, we were taking a break and we were in my backyard and we seen a craft right on the shoreline of lake erie and it stayed for maybe 10 minutes and we were both just blown away uh by how close it was and i didn't get that one on film but it it sparked my curiosity to start going down to the lake and bringing a camcorder and just hanging out and if something strange flew by i was waiting for it with a camera on a tripod you know Mm -hmm. so uh I started going down any nice night I had. I started to just really enjoy the lake, actually, more than I had in the past. And started to accumulate quite a library of this footage. And it started to gain some notoriety. And that's what happened with the History Channel. Uh, one of my clips went viral, and I think it's at 1.4 million views now. And uh, my channel, in general, is at 3.5 million. Um, so that brought the attention of the History Channel. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2008, so I had three years of filming this stuff down the lake, and that accumulated to what happened in 2008 with the History Channel. Um, so that, that's pretty much how the, this first part of this story unfolded.
2: What have the experts, or so-called experts, said about the objects that you have in your videos
4: Um, it depends on who you talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's been, and you know, there's a whole debunking crowd that automatically says they're Chinese lanterns. There's they're flares, you know, swamp gas, airplanes, whatever. One of my biggest, uh, people were saying that what I'm filming is actually cop cars in Canada. I'm like, you don't understand the physics of this situation. Holy cow. No, I
2: thought that makes like 36 make...
4: miles across the lake from here. They they're not
2: cop no, cars. No, that absolutely yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. Mind yeah. you, mind you Lake Erie as well as Lake Ontario are two of the most highly uh, traveled air traffic corridors in in North America. However, absolutely. however um, however that that doesn't justify the video footage that you have.
4: Well, what's really cool with this is um, during a stint where these objects started to appear nightly, mm-hmm. and it, at one point it was 10 nights in a row, and it got to the point that MSNBC got involved, and they actually contacted the FAA, they contacted um, local Cleveland Hopkins Airport, and all parties said these are not FAA lights. they're nothing that they're doing and whatever these objects were were not showing up on radar.
2: Is it possible?
4: actual airport so uh, you know
2: Sure, but is it possible they could be a new type of stealth aircraft?
4: Um, you know what? Absolutely, because there is a Wright-Petterson Air sure. Force Base um, down. But I'll tell you what's strange is being down at the lake so often, mm-hmm. I can tell you these orbs of light are entering and leaving the lake. Really? So if it is some type of new craft, I think it's something that we can't even fathom. You know, yeah. um, Personally, I don't think it's us because my own research, I started looking into the activity over Lake Erie, and I have tra- traced it back into the 1800s with newspaper articles from local Cleveland newspapers of that time, mm-hmm. and they called them wizard lights. They said that there would be these objects that looked like a ship was on fire, hovering over the horizon, out over the lake, and um, people would send rescue ships out and never find any ships or anything. And um, the indigenous Indian tribes of this area um, said the same thing. They knew about these wizard lights, you know?
0: Mm
4: -hmm. I think that that's fascinating because, to me, it negates the possibility that it is our aircraft, you know, secret black ops or otherwise, because it's been witnessed and reported back into the 1800s.
2: Now, do most of these sightings occur in the summertime, in the fall, the winter, or the spring? Or is it all year round?
4: All year round, um, Hmm. really? I can tell you just over... The years of going down there at a constant uh, pace, mm-hmm. there was one year in particular, I would say it was probably 2007, where it seemed like the activity went away for all, almost an entire year. There was not even a speck of light out there, you know? But then it came back, and it came back with uh, vengeance. It was like the most activity I've ever seen. And uh, they let me know that they knew I was down there filming them. They would come in closer and closer and um, you know, one of the strangest things happened is at the end of this night, I had two one-hour tapes just filled with footage. Right. I thought, thought to myself, "Man, this is some crazy stuff. I wonder really if they want me to release this to the world." So I figured, hell with it. I'll just ask them out loud right now. There's no one down here, so I said, "If if you don't want me to send this to the world, you need to show up and do something that's gonna make it." No doubt left in my mind that, mm-hmm. you know, and show up within five minutes, and I will never show this to anyone. So I sat there for five minutes, nothing happened, and then I said, cool, well, let's celebrate, because to me that was their sign that sure. it was okay for me to release this stuff to the world. And at that time, the sky just exploded with activity of, the, like, celebration that I came to tell you. It was just beautiful.
2: Bill, um, I'm sorry, Mike, when you're, um, when you're taking this these the, this video footage, have you ever had contact between yourself and, the, and these orbs?
4: Uh, no. Um, it's always been me standing on the shore uh, filming them, and for the longest time, I didn't know exactly what it even was. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, uh, when the History Channel came to my house, for the first time ever, I was shown video footage of this phenomenon happening elsewhere. Up until this point, I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was not airplanes, it wasn't helicopters, something strange was going on. Um, The History Channel brings me this laptop and says, we want to get your uh, opinion on this footage, and it was from the U.K., and uh, these orbs of light had shown up over a town and brought the whole town to a standstill, and people had come out from the pubs and were witnessing it, and it really made all the newspapers over in the U.K., well, I'm looking at the footage, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the exact same thing that's over Lake Erie. The guy laughs. He goes, yeah, that's why we're asking you to get your opinion. So this is, for the first time, I realized, oh, my God, this is not just something that's happening right here. This is happening in other parts of the world. So I started to accumulate article after article and news clip after news clip. Of these objects showing up over all the major cities worldwide and it is making the media but no one is putting two and two together for the masses that this is the exact same phenomenon showing up over these cities and they're flying in the same formations and the same orbs of light uh, energy Mm -hmm. and uh, I I think it's fascinating you know Um, so I started to take all those clips and uh, accumulate a compilation that I put up on YouTube. You can check it out. It's called The Anunnaki are showing up worldwide. And uh to my shock that one's at one point four million views right now. Tell me, but why do you, why do you
2: keep referring to them as the Anunnaki if you had have had no contact with them? How do you know they're the Anunnaki?
4: Um that came after actually all the filming. Um what had happened was the it the filming going viral and everything is what got the History Channel to approach me. Uh-huh. The history channel unbeknownst to me had just interviewed a marine in washington his name was terrell copeland right. and he had filmed the exact same objects as me he had um received the same kind of contact telepathically at this point mm-hmm. um and the same message of you know spiritual message of thoughts create reality and we have two choices fear or love you know kind of starting to understand those concepts but the weird thing was, he was discharged from the military because they had found he had this unknown blood anomaly. So that's what caused the History Channel in the first place to think, well, well uh, since these two have such similar cases and are separated by 500 miles, wouldn't it be strange if this guy ended up with this same unknown rare blood disorder? So that's why they flew us both to Boston um, to have this done. The end of that show um, is when the, the Harvard doctor revealed you know, you do have the same thing. Actually, my levels were almost identical to Terrell's, um, which we can get in, into that. If well,
2: li- we've got to take our news break in about uh, 40 seconds, but I have to ask you, were any other blood tests done, or is it just this one blood test that revealed all this information? Have you been retested by a Canadian doctor?
4: Uh, no. Why I've not? been retested uh, by um, some folks who... Uh, it's a whole other subject matter. When Bill Burns said, "I think you're going to be contacted by a secret group of mm-hmm. insiders," well, they, they took a blood sample. And what so, was their finding? Same thing. It's the uh, nephilim bloodline. It's actually one of the indicators we can get into is what happens. All right, stand by. I've got
2: I've got to take my news break. We'll be back on the other side of the news. Exonation. www.michaelleehill.com. I'm Rob McConnell. We'll be back. sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival.
3: Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh?
4: Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger
1: app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower
3: than the everyday low.
2: Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. In a long lasting crisis... Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at WhenTechFails.com, and author-signed copies may be purchased at MattStein.com. That's www.WhenTech fails.com and ww
4: My name is Michael Kalstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario.
3: Hi, my name is Blinza, and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on The X-Zone. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly
1: Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell.
0: Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction, and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
2: Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My guest this hour is Michael Lee Hill. His website is www.michaelleehill.com. And uh, Michael, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. Great pleasure talking to you. Um, when you and I last left before the news, we were talking about the blood tests and the bloodline that, that you were talking about. I know that you've had two... Test done on your blood. One was done uh, by the History Channel at a lab of their choice, I believe it was in Boston, and the second was done by a lab uh, uh, that was chosen by UFO researcher Bill Burns, am I correct?
4: No, actually those are one and the same. Uh, Bill Burns is the one that arranged for me to be flown to Boston to have my blood work done by the Harvard professor.
2: All right. All the other time
4: my blood was checked was actually not a public thing whatsoever, and it was done without my permission. If you know what I mean. No, I don't. Uh, Tell me about that, because because um, on my well, question, my my my, my, wife, my
2: my question to you, mm-hmm. uh, on the on the second part of is is. Has there been independent testing beside these? These uh, these labs, the first one that Bill set up for you, and the second one that was against your will.
4: No, no, okay. those are the two uh, only times.
2: All right, so tell me about the time where your blood was taken without your permission.
4: Um. Well, you know, once all this started happening, uh, my life was infiltrated by black ops agents. And, really. Uh, this girl entered my life as a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we dated for about two months and. Uh, one night she took a blood sample uh from me, and um, it wasn't pleasant um and uh that ended the relationship and the next time I seen her, you know this is a weird subject, but uh she had a ring, and she took it during like a sexual thing, you know and uh I right when it happened, I was like, wait a minute, whoa pain you know i'm I'm in pain here, something happened, and I don't know if you got a ring on or whatever but stop for a minute mm-hmm. She was like no no don't worry about it and it uh, made me kind of forget about it well the next morning like we got up and i drove her home when i went to then when i got home myself to take a shower i uh when i took off my pants i seen i was my underwear was just covered in blood and i went in i seen for the first time that the bed was covered in blood so the next time i uh seen her i'm like you know I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I know something happened in the bed. I told you it did. And now I'm covered in blood. And she said, your hard-earned tax dollars is being put to good use. She said uh, they wanted to confirm what the History Channel had revealed about your uh, bloodline. And they have. And,
2: now, let, let me just ask you something here.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: If somebody wanted to take your blood, why would they do it in such a fashion that you would know what they were doing if you were going out with this girl. Could she not have just simply taken a sample of your blood while you were asleep? Couldn't she have just taken a sample of your hair for DNA analysis?
4: It was definitely the blood they wanted, and I asked her the same thing. Mm-hmm. I said, why that way? Like, Well, first of all, if they would have asked me, I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Because that's one thing. I've never even given blood in my life because... I guess you call it a phobia of needles. I don't want anything to do with needles all my time. But uh, you
2: let Bill Burns' lab take blood from you.
4: Yeah, I didn't even know what they were flying me to Boston for. If they would have told me, I probably would have said no. I didn't know until I got there um, Mm. what was going on. And then I was like, wow, I'm going to have to have my blood taken while they're filming me in the hospital and act like it doesn't hurt, I guess, <laughs> you
2: know? All right. So now, I, after you woke up, you were covered in blood. There was blood in, in your bed. Did you call the police?
4: No. Why? No, I, I confronted her. I asked her, and I just wanted to see her response. But, and, uh, but if somebody was, does
2: that to you, why wouldn't you call the police? That's a crime. No,
4: that's a good question. It didn't even really occur to me. I had Wait, wait, me wait a second. Hold, 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 hold on here. Hold on here.
2: Hold on here. Hold on here. You're having sex. This girl takes a sample of your blood. You wake up in the morning, you've got blood on you, there's blood on your bed, and you don't think to call the police when you find out that this blood sample was taken against your will?
4: No, no, it didn't even cross my hmm. mind. I really wanted to talk to her uh, and you know, I just wanted to see what she was going to say. I didn't Have you really seen her since?:
2: Have you seen her since?
4: No. Well, one time she stopped over. Um, now I have a, a new girlfriend in mm-hmm. my life and uh, we're engaged, as a matter of fact. But about a year and a half ago, that girl, stopped, she stopped over while, you know, my new fiance was, is living with me. So right. I, I introduced the two. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what she said. I said, how come that way? How? Why would you take it from my penis? And she said, the penis actually has the thinnest skin on the body i was like that's re- that's crazy yeah and uh she said that um the people that she worked for and she told me it's the Labyrinth group which again that gets into a whole other subject but uh um
2: did uh, you ta- did you take any pictures of these wounds did you take any pictures was, did you take any pictures of the blood on your bed The blood no, on yourself
4: no no
2: so how do we know really really hold on here like, hold on here so how do we really know what happened?
4: Oh you don't really okay. I'm just giving you you know my personal account on you know that it, what happened i uh you know that's one thing through this uh, you know it's just things that happen some things are totally i can I can say well you can ask the the doctor yeah. you know the, you know other things they're just things that happen I know personally if you got to talk to like, if you came and interviewed my girlfriend, you'd see that, you know, she's met her personally and mm-hmm. talked to her. But you know, does you,
2: did your girlfriend talk to her about the the time she withdrew blood from you?
4: Yes. Actually, my girlfriend know, knows all about it still to this day. And they didn't talk about that. Actually, it was very uncomfortable. When she showed up, I just said, uh, you know, I want to introduce you to my uh, girlfriend. And, and she said, oh, I just, okay, I just wanted okay. to stop by and say hi. And uh, that was it. She left, and I've never... Uh, seen her again. You know what? I guess a lot of it, I was, I was when she came to me and mm-hmm. opened up, like any question I asked her, yeah. she, you know, I asked her to see the ring that did it, you know, because it, it, it took like a, it, uh, man, it felt like a hornet uh-huh. thing is what it felt like. And uh, I said, well, what was it? And It's a ring. And I said, well, show it to me. And she showed me the ring. And uh, she said, I said, I don't see any places on the bottom of the ring that blood could even get in, into the ring part of it. And she said, Michael, you know atoms are almost empty space. What we need out of your blood is microscopic. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, that really affected me badly. Because up until that point,
1: mm-hmm.
4: that, that felt like a betrayal of my space and energy. Um, I cared for her, you know, we talked about a lot of things that I couldn't yeah. talk about, um, with other people, you know, pretty much you said you were a job. I, i I hate to say it, but you, I, I came here to get this blood sample from you. They wanted to know, and I didn't think I'd have feelings, but I did. And I L- let don't want to hurt you.
2: Let me ask you this. Do you have any pictures of her? Oh yeah. The, both of you together?
4: Uh, I'm not sure about that. Okay. Um, I mean,
2: because isn't it normal when guys are going out with with their girlfriends that they like to have pictures of them?
4: Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess. I, we didn't date that long. It was you like said two months. Two months, like I said, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: now, you see You also know. you also said you drove her home?
4: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So after all this happened, did you try to establish who she really was? Was that her it, real name she was using? Did she actually live at the address that you took her to?
4: She was living um, with... Uh, her family that mm-hmm. lived very close to a place that I used to uh, play at quite often. I'm a musician. Yeah. And um, she had just moved in from, I believe it was Las Vegas. And uh, she just told me, you know, exactly what I told you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pleasant. Um, okay. You know, I just didn't... And, no, you know what? I don't take a lot of photos. I do now. i got a nice Nikon, but mm-hmm. I've never owned a cell phone. Okay. I, I don't like the phone I really have on my wall. And to me, I really love like watching movies and music and things that just interrupt it constantly. Uh, so I've never owned a cell phone, so I don't really have easy access to take
2: photos. All right, let me ask you something else here. We were talking earlier about um, the contact, and you claim, or you believe, that these these uh, these contacts are with the Anunnaki. How do you know
4: that? Um, because after all this went down in the early 2008, mm-hmm. in the middle of 2008, a friend had invited me to go to a uh, campground in New York called Brushwood. Mm-hmm. And there was a festival going on called Serious Rising, and I didn't know at the time, but it's a pagan festival. I don't have nothing against pagans, but I'm not a pagan, but that's what it was. So uh, when I went there... Um, it was a whole weekend event, and um, on Saturday, uh, there's a guy that was there that kind of took me under his wing, and his name was Loki. And um, that night, he he said he's going to go back to the campsite just make sure everything was buttoned down and uh, whatnot. And I I was doing nothing, so I told him I'd go back with him. And when we got back to the campsite, uh, he told me that there were some people waiting in this gazebo-type structure, they call it the genie bottle. Um, he said that there's some people that have been wanting to talk to you, and they're waiting in, you know, inside the genie bottle. So I thought that was interesting. Like, who the hell is waiting to talk to me at a mm-hmm. campground, you know? So I entered it, and there was a male and a female on this bed structure that was in there, and uh, they announced themselves to me as the Anunnaki. At that point, I didn't know what an Anunnaki even was. Uh, They said, we have been known as the Anunnaki, is what they said.
2: What did they look like? Did they look like normal people? Were they dressed in normal clothes?
4: No. Actually, um, these people that were sitting on the bed, Mm -hmm. I could see everything like normal up to their necks. Like, first of all, this is at night, and so you can visualize what it looked like. Inside this gazebo, it was candlelit. And up to their necks, I could see everything perfectly, but when it got to their faces up, it almost looked like there was like they were faceless, like there was some type of shadow that it went up and was obscuring their facial features, and it just seemed to be, like, tracking their face. Wherever they moved, that shadow would, and I couldn't see their faces, and the first thing I asked him, I said, can I see your real faces? And he said, no, you'll have to wait till tomorrow to see our real faces. And First of all, I thought that Mm -hmm. was interesting because then I knew, wow, this is going to be a long meeting, I guess, if I'm going to be seeing them tomorrow as well, you know? Um, but, uh, they appeared faceless in this meeting, which was kind of unsettling, as you can imagine.
2: So how do you know that they were really ETs?
4: Uh, I don't, uh, you know, this is just what they, uh. What they told you? That this is what they told me. You know, like I said, at this yeah. point, I didn't even know what an Anunnaki was. I, uh, there was no ancient aliens. You know, now I'm pretty educated on the subject because, oh. you know, it's, it's come up in my life, but mm-hmm. at that time, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know any of the mythology or the you know uh, folklore behind what it was. But what he told me was, uh, he said, first of all, he wanted to know what I knew mm-hmm. about a senior scientist from Lockheed Martin named Boyd Bushman. Um, and what had happened was me and David Sarita had partnered on a film earlier uh And it's called From Here to Andromeda. And in that, um, the senior scientist from Lockheed Martin just spilled the beans and showed us working anti-gravity on film. Uh, The concepts behind it showed us the blueprints for the first um, nuclear-powered flying saucer that was flown in 1959 that was reverse-engineered from the Roswell crash. Mm -hmm. And all this came out in our video. So here this guy in front of me says, we want to know what you know about this because I work for a group of people who decide what gets released to the public regarding the extraterrestrial subject and the Boyd Bushman stuff was not on the list. And you've pissed off a lot of people behind the scenes that cause a lot of finger pointing trying to figure out how this information was ever allowed to reach the masses. And so what do you know about it? And I said, I know a lot about it. It's my film. I I, willed that film into manifestation, which I did. It was my baby and brought the, the parties into it, you know, um that started the whole conversation into a whole another realm of uh he said that he belonged to the J. allen hynek family which J. allen hynek was the head of project blue book and he said that family is still in charge but this gets into some really strange things because you asked me what the bloodline is what it all connects to this because when they say the J. allen hynek family is in charge of what gets released they're not talking family, as in it's it's a bloodline, and there's certain bloodlines, and certain bloodlines take care of the economic stuff. You know. I, I've
2: got to tell you, this sounds rather all fantastic. Sounds a little bit out there.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. How it, I, it is? It is what it is. I uh, I know what it sounds like, you know. But if you want the truth, mm-hmm. I, that is, I'm I'm telling you, a hundred percent. What I've learned, and it's
2: truth. All right, stand by. We've got to take our final commercial break for this hour. Exonation. Michael Lee Hill is our guest this hour. www.michaelleehill.com is the website. Hmm. Fact is stranger than fiction. Sometimes is this one of those yes, times? Um, my name's yeah, Rob McConnell. We'll is, be back you know. on the other side of this commercial break. As we continue here in the X-Zone, with yours truly, Rob McConnell, don't go away. Chasing 120 by Monty Wolverton. Get your copy today at www.ptm.org forward slash 120 or on amazon.com.
0: just got back from Roswell, where the aliens have been. And if you ask the feds, the cause, well, they'll only lie again. Now I'm hunted by the gumshoes, and I'm wanted by the cops, because they think that I might be the guy making circles in the crops. And I know that there's a conspiracy from the voices in my head. Elvis lives, that's clear to me It's McCartney who is dead And if the Mars man should come again And take me, I will go I will take a trip on their rocket ship God bless the UFO Give JFK this message It's the Cuban army's fault and I know that Dave Koresh is alive inside a vault. We've seen reports in papers of a guy who knows about a car that runs on chewing gum, but the Arabs rubbed him out. And we loudly warn that America is badly unprepared. With the Cold War through, we need something new that can get you good and scare so you wonder just who? is warning you of conspiracies today. We're the ones who
2: fill the Roman mill. We are the CIA. XO Nation, our guest this hour is Michael Lee Hill. His website is Um uh, Michael, why do you think... The information about UFOs, ET contacts that have been happening, apparently, since the beginning of time, is being suppressed by the governments of the world.
4: Interesting you would ask that. Um, Because of some of the people that I met who Bill Burns had uh, accurately predicted that would be contacting me, um, I found out last year, because I worked with Spike TV for six months, Mm -hmm. and uh, they had me, uh, I passed a lie detector test with the chief of police for the New York Police Department. There was a professional regression by a hypnotist involved, and uh, they had proven the Lake Erie UFOs beyond a shadow of a doubt. They had um, test- testimony from the Eastlake Police Department, all my research, um, and to uh, make a long story short, it got shut down. And right after that is when the head of this secret group of insiders that had taking me under the wing, I was pulled into a, uh, meeting, uh, with about eight individuals. They said that they wanted to tell me why this information has been withheld from the masses, including now my Spike TV show, uh, for the last 25 years. And they said, what people don't understand is that the UFO technology leads straight to their propulsion systems and to free energy. And they said, it's not really that hard to figure out. Once you understand a new physics, uh, it's Pandora's box that every single person on this planet will have unlimited free energy. They said, "What do you think about the? What do you think that people will do who, you know, stone a woman to death because she's rumored to be having an affair? You know, or in other countries where we're killing." You hey, know, li- listen,
2: listen. You know, I don't want to bring politics into it, and I certainly right. don't want to bring other. Other uh, religious philosophies into it because, in in my book, that really doesn't wash. So, anyway, listen, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us tonight. And, um, you know, we'll keep our eyes and ears open for you. And, uh, you know, who knows? All right. Thanks very much, guy.
4: I don't understand, though. You just asked me why, and they said it's free energy. Mm -hmm. And what do you do for the people who
2: already we've got to go uh, because this guy here he's making more claims than than I've lost track. I really have lost track. Do I believe him? Nah, not at all. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the x continues right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. That's if the Black Ops, the Orbs, the UFOs, Bill Burns, or the Spike TV, or, or let's see, the History Channel doesn't get me first. We'll be back. Don't go away. I'm going to get my blood checked.